Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel with Corey Parson, the fantasy exec today. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. And today, two-time Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference Coach of the Year and former Providence coach Tim Welsh will come on and explain how last night's Gonzaga-UCLA game has now impacted his view of the national title favorites, as well as preview a matchup of two undefeateds tonight. And points bet head trader Jay Croucher is here to tell us who betters are backing, excuse me, in the Ohio State and Michigan game and all three NFL games this Thanksgiving, including the Bills and Saints on NBC Thursday night. Plus, we have our edge of the day and so much more coming up right here on Bet the Edge, powered by points bet. Corey, super excited to have you do the show today. A lot to get to fairly quickly. I'm curious what exactly you're looking forward to tonight. You're a hoops guy, both tonight in hoops and tomorrow in the NFL. Well, obviously, tomorrow's a big day in the NFL. I'm glad, very glad to be here to hold it down for Drew today. So we got to getting ready for tomorrow. It's obviously going to be a big day of NFL betting. Tonight, we got a big NBA slate. Particularly, I am looking at a matchup between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Miami Heat. If there's been a little bit of friction there, obviously, that's the Jimmy Butler game. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two teams play out tonight. Opened up with the Miami Heat as the favorite. It is now the Minnesota Timberwolves laying the points. So it's going to be interesting night in the NBA tonight. I'm looking forward to the games tomorrow. You're an NBA guy. I'm an NFL girl. Played the Bills yesterday, minus four. Money's come in on them. We'll break that game down. I'll give out some props later for Thursday, the Thanksgiving Day slates. Now, a reminder for everyone watching and listening, this week, NBC Sports is celebrating 100 days to the Winter Paralympics. Make sure to tune in on NBC and Peacock when the games begin March 4th. We're super lucky to have Tim Welsh on to break down college basketball with us. Coach, thanks for taking the time. I do want to begin here with Gonzaga and, and this team so dominant yesterday. A 20-point victory over number two, the UCLA Bruins, and that game was fantastic. But now I'm curious to get your thoughts because Gonzaga seems like a team in their own conference, their own division, plus 450 now to win the national title after yesterday's victory. They are playing Duke on Friday. Plus 450, what do you think about this team? Is this the best number we'll have on Gonzaga all season? Well, I, after watching Gonzaga last night, uh, the domination in the first half was uh, beyond impressive because, you know, we watched UCLA early in the year, not, not even going back to last year, but early in the year when they beat Villanova at home in overtime. That was a man's game. That was a Final Four type game. And, you know, in my mind, I, I when I that game ended, I said Villanova and Gonzaga will absolutely – be right there to go to the final four because they're they're really a, a different level team and then when you saw gonzaga what they did with texas you said okay wait maybe this is a different level up and then last night you saw it you saw it because of the gonzaga's defense you know andrew nemhard just become an elite point guard everyone knows what drew T timmy can bring to the table maybe the best big man in the country inside outside and then, of course, Chet Holmgren, the, the outstanding freshman, just really a matchup nightmare. And UCLA had no answers for him. So that'll be interesting how Mike Krzyzewski prepares for that. Is he going to pressure? Is he going to get out? Pancho Bancaro and Wendell Moore Jr. really are going to have to get out and get 20 each because it's very, very difficult to hold Gonzaga down. I don't think Duke can do it. I don't think they're experienced enough defensively. I think they have enough offensive firepower to run up and down with Gonzaga, but they're really going to have to have an, an elite scoring night because Gonzaga has been more impressive, not only on the offensive end, but defensively last night, what they did to UCLA was very impressive. All right, coach, let me hop in here. How you doing? Hope everything is well and happy holidays to you. Um, tonight out in Maui, we got the Houston Cougars 
in Oregon. Houston is the favorite in this one. What do you think of this matchup, and particularly what do you think of this Houston team going into the season? Well, Houston, you know, they they really got out and pounded Butler uh, two nights ago, and then last night just dug a deep hole against a very good Wisconsin team that, look, you know, that's tough, tough defensively. I think Oregon, uh, they've really struggled this year to score. I think Houston's going to have a bounce-back game. Houston, a uh, lot of firepower last night, really struggled on the offensive end. Uh, that usually doesn't happen two games in a row for Kelvin Sampson. You know, you look at Dan Altman's team, and, and they're very, very good, but they've struggled to score this year. Uh, they're not in rhythm. They've got a lot of transfers, a lot of new players. I think Houston's going to have a bounce-back victory. And that game's today at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm excited to watch that one. You like Houston as well as the betters at points, about 71% of the money right now coming in on the Houston Cougars. Coach, I'm excited to pick your brain about these two teams. Of course, I'm talking about Wisconsin and St. Mary's. Wisconsin laying just one point, a one-point favorite here, the total at 120 and a half. But what's so intriguing about the St. Mary's team is they look really good. They're 6-0, and they have pretty notable wins right now. Took down Oregon and Notre Dame this season. Who should be the favorite in this game? Who wins this one? Well, I really like the way Wisconsin played last night. Their team defense has always been special. They lost a lot of their firepower from last year. But Johnny Davis is back last night. He had 30 points, and their loss to Providence, he did not play. So he's a, he's an important factor. The thing about Randy Bennett's team, I think this is really going to be go right down to the wire. Randy Bennett's team has been so impressive this year. They have a lot of balance. Uh, they've played through the wars. They've played against Gonzaga over the years. They played BYU. So they're not afraid to go up and, and win this game. That you showed that was proven last night in their win over Oregon. I think this is going to be who makes the shots from the outside. See how uh, St. Mary's defends Davis. But Wisconsin really can hang their hat on defense. I give them a slight edge just because of their defensive efforts. Coach, another game I'm real interested in. I'll just go ahead and get this out the way and claim them right now. My Memphis Tigers are the favorite versus Virginia Tech tonight. <laughs> That's correct. My Memphis Tigers. Uh, how do you feel about- hat and says my Memphis Tigers. I have no idea. But how do you feel about my Memphis Tigers tonight? Well, I feel like Jalen Duran and Imani Bates – that is good of one-two punches you can find. And uh, Penny Hardaway's got them off to a flying start. I like what he's doing with this team. They just come at you in waves. And the thing about Memphis that's a little different than in the past, they have a lot of options to score. Uh, Penny's got his old buddy Larry Brown on the bench. You can see that? some of his offensive schemes out there. But I like what, what Penny's doing with them defensively. They come out and attack you. Nothing is easy. They attack you on offense with fast break basketball, but against every pick and roll, every entry that maybe you want to enter into your offense, they try to make you feel uncomfortable. I like they create their offense with their defense. Virginia Tech is one of the most experienced elite teams in the ACC, but I like Memphis. I like what they're doing. I think they're very confident right now, even with a young basketball team. I think Penny Hardaway has done a good job with getting them ready early in the season. Yeah, that's a great look. I'm just looking now at Virginia Tech and what they've done. They've shot worse than 38% from the field in two of their last three games in the first half. If Memphis gets off to a good start, I like them to secure the victory. Coach, we love having you on. If you're not following Tim on Twitter, you could find him at Tim Welsh 5 And make sure to check out all of his college hoop analysis on SiriusXM and ESPNU. Tim, thanks so much for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to doing it again. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Wizards and Pelicans, Bulls and Rockets, and Hawks and Spurs on Wednesday. So if you do not have the Predictor app yet, download it now. 
bring in an NBA guy. Really, he's a guy that does it all. He makes the lines and he's the head odds maker at Points Bet Sportsbook. I'm super excited to pick your brain here, Jay. Thanks for taking the time as always. Let's start with the game that I find super intriguing for many reasons. It's the Brooklyn Nets playing the Celtics. Nets laying just one point. Total is set at 216. You guys seem as a sports book to be higher on the Boston Celtics, not even for tonight, but in general and in the futures market. Take me through exactly your process on evaluating this Boston Celtics team. Definitely. So the Celtics, they started the season really poorly, especially Jason Tatum, who just couldn't make a basket. But he's turned the corner. He's started to. And this Boston team over the last 11 games, they seem to have found something, particularly defensively. So over the past 11 games, they're the third best team in the league by net rating. Jason Tatum's on-off stats are absurd. Now they're a plus 14 team with him on the court by net rating. Dennis Schroeder's really turned around after a poor start. They've got a lot of defensive versatility. They've got a lot of depth as well, which for the regular season is obviously really key. And now they get Jalen Brown back. And as a regular season team, the Celtics, we think they have a, a very legitimate shot to be a top four seed. Well, that's interesting. I, I'm not that high on the Celtics this year. But we do have Memphis Tigers and the Memphis Grizzlies playing tonight. I'm thinking about parlaying that on the money line. Maybe you can give me a boost on that, Jay. With that being said, we do have Bedlam this weekend. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. State is laying four. Total right now sitting at 49 and a half. Yeah, so Oklahoma State, they opened at three and a half. Like you said, it's ticked up to four. It's now even pushing close to four and a half. And all of our money is on Oklahoma State. Not much love for Oklahoma, particularly after the recent loss to Baylor. So people are really believing in Oklahoma State's defense in particular. And now we make them clear favorites for the Big 12 just because they've already punched their ticket. Whereas Oklahoma probably needs to win two games in a row where they'll be dogs in each. So betters are believing in Oklahoma State. Yeah, I see that. I kind of am with most of the betters here. I lean to Oklahoma State. There are a ton of incredible games, obviously, in the NFL, but let's stay in college football for just a second. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this Ohio State game now laying seven and a half points versus Michigan. Total is at 65. In general, the betters, I'm assuming, are heading to Ohio State because of what their offense did last week. They obviously looked uh, ridiculously dynamic, but on a bigger scale, if I look at the national title odds, this game could have really big implications. So how is that affecting not only this line, but the futures market, Jay? So from the futures market perspective, we definitely want Ohio State to win just because they've been relatively short throughout the season. Now they're plus 300, whereas people see the big number on Michigan at 40 to 1, and they're more interested in that. But on a game-by-game -game level, we will absolutely need Michigan to do something in this game to at least cover the spread. 95% of our handle is on Ohio State. The numbers wow. move between 7.5 and, and 8. I think this kind of reminds me of the the Patriots-Bucks game uh, on Sunday Night Football a month or so ago where everyone believed in the Bucks and thought that number was too small. I think we're in a similar situation now where people can't believe that Ohio State are laying less than double digits and everyone is jumping on them. So uh, hopefully for us, it works out like the Bucks-Pats game did where the underdog covers <laughs> just for this one. And then hopefully Michigan State lose the Big Ten title game to Wisconsin or Iowa. But certainly spread level we'll be needing Michigan to uh, to figure something out. All right, Jay, let's turn to uh, tomorrow and Thanksgiving. He hopped into some NFL. We get an NFC North matchup to start it. The total is 42, so that shows you how much we're looking forward to it. With that being said, Chicago and Detroit, uh, we got Andy Dalton versus a game-time decision at quarterback for the Lions. What are you thinking on this one? Yeah, blockbuster. Blockbuster yeah. to start the day. <laughs> uh, 
people keep asking me what's the difference between Jared Goff and Tim Boyle, and I tell them, that, well, it doesn't really matter. Um, Goff is slightly better, and he probably moves the line about a point. You saw that the line ticked down from four to three when it came out that Goff, who was probably presumed not playing 48 hours ago, now seems to be trending towards playing. Tim Boyle was very, very bad against Cleveland. Jared Goff has been very, very bad all year, but a slightly less offensive form of bad, we think. Uh, and then Andy Dalton for Chicago. I think that people have caught up in their minds just how bad he was against the Rams in that opening week primetime game. Since that, he actually hasn't been that bad. He's just a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He's having a very Andy Dalton kind of season. But he does provide competence, and we think that, that competence uh, is enough for the Bears to be favoured in this game, regardless of who plays for Detroit at quarterback. Yeah, such a low total when that hook came off and now it's Chicago laying three. Andy Dolan is tempting me in the way that to get involved in this game that I never thought I would. I lean toward Chicago in this one. Jay, a better game, I would certainly argue, regardless of the injury statuses of quite a few players. It's going to be Las Vegas and Dallas and Las Vegas. Obviously, the Raiders have not been impressive as of late, but now we're looking at a seven and a half on the board. Short week, obviously, for both teams. Quick turnaround. It is a Thanksgiving game. Totals at 51. Is all of the money coming in on the Dallas Cowboys? And I'd like your analysis here on kind of how you see this playing out and what you guys are discussing in the trade room for this game on Thursday. Yeah, most of our money is on Dallas. These are two very strange teams. The Raiders have been so up and down. They've got some impressive wins. And then the past couple of weeks, they haven't looked so good. We're getting just annihilated by Kansas City. They're not showing much against Cincinnati either. Meanwhile, Dallas, who have been uh, on the whole very impressive, but also two of their past three performances have been being able to do nothing against an improving Kansas City defense, but by no means an elite defense. And then it wasn't that long ago that they were down 30 to nothing to the Broncos in Dallas, and the Broncos aren't very good. So it's two very strange teams. We think that Dallas, their underlying numbers are much more impressive. Uh, they have the edge of quarterback. Defensively, they have the edge as well. So we think that Dallas are a bit over a touchdown better particularly at home, and that's where betters are going at the moment as well. Hey, all right. I mean, the, for, the, for the last game of the night, Jay, full disclosure, I've already bet yesterday Saints plus four. I don't – I thought – I'm not worried about Trevor Simeon. I just think Sean Payton's a, a mad genius. Right now we're seeing <laughs> Buffalo laying six and a half. I don't feel too good about that. <laughs> Is the public driving that number, and do you think that number will hit seven? I'll tell you uh, who's driving that number. It's myself, <laughs> and it's all of going <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, you're on the on opposite sides. We'll see how it plays out. We have a saying here that you can't eat value. So even if you get the closing line value, it's not enough to keep you warm unless it wins. But, you know, certainly be happy with Sarah's minus four number right now. But I think the reason that it's shifted is just about the Saints, their injuries. They're struggling to field close to a full strength team. The, all the injuries are offensively for the most part with Kamara, his question marks, real doubts on the offensive line as well. We'll say, though, this Buffalo team, defenses have shown that, you know, if you, it's kind of similar to the way they play Kansas City. If you take away the deep ball, like Indianapolis did, you force Josh Allen to go underneath. The Buffalo offense has really struggled and underwhelmed this year. And the New Orleans defense is excellent. Uh, it exists outside of Trevor Simeon's universe, and it is mostly healthy. And so I think this Saints defense does have a winning performance in them. It's just whether Simeon can hold up his end of the bargain and, and at least get them to the 24-point kind of range.
I'm not asking for a lot on Thanksgiving, some good food and just a Bills win by four plus points. That's all I want, Jay. In all seriousness, Jay will be on the show blitzing the board today with Warren Chart, myself and Don Delzell at 3 p.m. Eastern on Peacock after. You can find Tim on Twitter at CroucherJD. Jay, you do an amazing job giving us an inside look behind the lines of points about Sportsbook. Thanks for always. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys, and happy Thanksgiving. The NFL season is in full swing, and the NBC Sports Predictor app, powered by PointsBet, has you covered with Sunday Night 7. This week, you'll have a chance to win up to $1.1 million. It starts Thanksgiving night between the Bills and Saints, and starting on Sunday night, we're giving away $1 million every week for the remainder of the regular season. And that contest is live right now, so download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com predictor. Jay gives incredible insight. Yes, he makes the line, so he sees where money comes in. But last week, he came on blitzing the board, and Warren Sharp does an awesome job of just putting him under pressure and grilling him. And he said, give me a winner. And Jay said, I like to say, uh, the Texans, excuse me, to cover. Tyrod Taylor coming back. You know what they did? They won outright. I listened to what he says. So I, uh, I'll take that for what it's worth and maybe put some more plays in for Thanksgiving Day games. But... We're on opposite sides. That's okay. We could still find plays to go in on the same besides the Saints and Bills. And that is an NBA play because you've been red hot in the NBA. And I love listening to yours. And of course, Drew Dinsick and Vaughn's NBA plays across the slate. So for today, your edge of the day, Corey, pressure's on because I'm making jokes this holiday season. I only want winners. You're on the show. Let's hear it. Winners only. All right, so for my edge of the day, I'm going back to a place that I've been many times, and that's bet- betting on John Morant. And tonight I'm going with the with the Memphis Grizzlies laying three points at home versus the You Toronto. love Memphis. Let's just get that out of the way. You are obsessed with the city of Memphis. <laughs> this is a Memphis night. Here's the deal. Last season, Memphis was one of the better teams in the NBA against the spread. They did most of their damage on the road, 22 and 14 on the road. That's kind of flipped so far this season. We've not seen Memphis perform too well on the road. But at home, they are 6-3 and three ATS and 6-3 and three on the money line. And tonight, they bring in the Toronto Raptors team that has two wins in their last nine games. So, also, you got to look at the fact that the Raptors are 1-7 against the spread on the road this season. So, give me the Memphis Grizzlies laying three points at home as my edge of the day. That'll take you into tomorrow, get you ready for Turkey Day, add to your bankroll a little bit. And don't forget, put this one, write it down, right? This is my Thanksgiving Day teaser. The fantasy exec Thanksgiving Day teaser. We are going to tease the total in the, the first game. We're going to tease the under. And then we're going to tease the Cowboys down to a pick em, And then we are going to tease the New Orleans Saints up. That's a three-team Turkey Day teaser from the fantasy executive. Take me through those lines one more time. What are All the right. numbers we're getting with the six-point teaser? So I'm teasing um, – so I'm, I'm going to tease the total – from 42 up to 49 for the first game. And take the under. Yeah, we're going to take the under. So we're going to tease the under. I'm going to tease the Dallas Cowboys from minus seven and a half down to half a point, which is basically Dallas Cowboys pick them. And then I'm going to tease the New Orleans Saints from that six and a half up to 13 and a half. I would like to get it to 14, but I think they're going to win the game outright. So that is my turkey day fantasy executive teaser. It's a three-team teaser if it hits at the fantasy exec is where you can send the Venmo. <laughs> send <laughs> that 10 times fast. 
Three teams, seven-point Turkey Day teaser. You got it. I actually like it. I love teasers, so I might tail you on that one. But your girl's going to a prop for her edge of the day. Uh, I talked about the Bills. I laid the four. I lean towards the uh, minus three with the Chicago Bears, but that's going to be tough. But I'll be watching, so obviously I will be betting on these games. But my favorite prop um, for tomorrow, because obviously we're off the air tomorrow to look forward to for Thursday, is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Seems pretty obvious to go over this 60 and a half rushing yard mark. I was a little bit surprised to see this because if you look across the board and what Las Vegas has done in terms of uh, their defense on the ground, it's pretty bad. It's actually the fourth worst run defense in the NFL. They're giving up close to 133 yards per game on the ground. Uh, and that's going to be really important for this game. Not only do I like the Cowboys to win, I love the teaser, seven and a half is too many, but this is just going to be a super easy way to attack their weakness. Amari Cooper is out. He's on the COVID list. We know that CD lamb still uncertain. He might suit up, but either way, he's not going to be 100%. Um, I love rooting for overs in general, but especially on Turkey day, I was thinking about this last night. Feed Zeke, especially on Thanksgiving. It's going to be too easy, the best way to victory on a short week. So I'm going with my favorite prop of all day tomorrow on Thanksgiving is feeding Zeke. Should be simple against this defense. So give me Ezekiel Elliott before this number continues to go up at 60 and a half rushing yards, Corey. I love that. I think that's a very good look right there. I think the Cowboys want to set the pace and gain control of the game, and they'll do that by running the football. And you mentioned the, uh, Vegas cannot stop the run. Also, I've already got word on our buddy Vaughn Darzell. I'm quite sure you probably may get this a little bit later on today on Blitz in the Board. But Vaughn is playing Ezekiel Elliott over 14 and a half carries. I think that right there is a lock in the game where Dallas is going to use the offensive line to set the tone. Yeah, I do really like that. He's been averaging, I believe, close to 14 or 15 per game this season. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Think he's going to get the ball a ton against a very poor run defense in the Las Vegas Raiders. Also, fun note, when Zeke has at least 14 carries in a game this year, the Cowboys, 7-0, get the win when they feed Zeke. So those are our plays. We look forward to all of the games tomorrow, both, of course, in the NFL and a lot of NBA games tonight. Thanks for joining us today on our YouTube channel. Be sure to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information and content to help you with your wagers. Be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. And from all of us here with NBC Sports Edge, best of luck with all of your plays. And most importantly, have a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you Friday.